the synthetic version of you. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU's Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, CEO, and founder of the Future Today Institute. Welcome back, Amy. Hey, Tanya. So for those maybe who haven't seen you on our show before, can you basically give us an idea of uh, the work that what you're up to at the Future Today Institute? Sure. So a lot of people aren't familiar with the term futurist. Um, a futurist is somebody who models next order outcomes um, using a broad spectrum of data, whether those are weak signals, strong signals, uh, trends, patent information, uh, and you know, quantitative data from a bunch of other places and, and so forth. And our job is, given what we know to be true today, um, to map and model what could be next. So we don't make predictions. Instead, we just try to reduce uncertainty in the future um, so, so that we can make better decisions in the present. You've identified a tech trend where you advise business leaders to study this trend and act now. Can you explain the synthetic version of you? Right, so this is kind of a kooky, interesting trend, but one that business leaders should absolutely be paying attention to. Um, so I think people are sort of now familiar with the, the concept of a deep fake. Um, so this is editing somebody's face, somebody's likeness, somebody's voice potentially into another scene or manipulating them in some way to say or do something that they didn't do originally. Um, and up until now, you know, we've been able to do that using relatively easy to access technology. I mean, you don't need a render farm anymore to do this. You can use your phone. In fact, you could use Snap on your phone and using filters in real time, render yourself to look a little different. Um, so you can think of that as a sort of version 2.0. Um, so version 1.0 would have been like read access, um, where you've got your photo or your image and you can, through a lot of brute force, if you really know how, manipulate on Photoshop. Um, but most people didn't have, couldn't really do that effectively. Um, deep fakes are kind of like the uh, edit access, you know, where again, if you have some knowledge, you can swap um, in, in some way uh, and edit existing people as they are. What I'm talking about is not read or write or read or edit access, it's write access. And that is a whole new thing because it's generative. So the idea here is having a big enough corpus of data, whether that's, you know, a face, gesture, posture, um, your voice, or any combination of those elements, and then creating either a totally synthetic version of you or creating an amalgam using your characteristics combined with somebody else's. And you may say to yourself, beyond sort of the party trick use case, when and why would you use any of this? And the answer is pretty simple. Um, you know, uh, for many different purposes that range from uh, making it easier to edit a speech that you've given or edit a podcast, uh, for example, um, to just like making it look like you are totally fake uh, or, or making a situation in which um, you are pretending to be somebody that you're not, right? Um, but there are some entertainment use cases too. So imagine sort of a new kind of soap opera starring synthetic versions of you and the people that you know, but acting out, you know, really interesting stories that are kind of rooted in the data from your everyday life. 
Um, so it's this sort of synthetic ecosystem which is in the process of being born. And very recently, a couple of new studios have launched. Um, there's a production studio uh, that's called Althea AI. Um, they've partnered with, I think they're partnered with a company called Oasis Labs funded by Andreessen Horowitz that have launched a marketplace for synthetic characters that are totally generated and you can license them to do whatever you want. There are other services launching where um, sort of like a, an, a stock photo service, you could sell your image, your movements, your voice and license them to other people, but you don't have a lot of say in how that synthetic version of you gets used after the fact. What are some of the questions we should ask and, and maybe things that we should know about this trend? Right. So I think the first thing, like obviously there's a dystopian hellscape waiting on the other side of this. Um, before we get there, there are some interesting business opportunities. So, you know, marketing, advertising, sales, customer service, you know, a lot of um, the synthetic media that can be generated can uh, offer really great training opportunities, um, much more human like service bots, for example. Um, you know, and if you're in the entertainment industry, sometimes having callbacks where you have to get your actors back in the studio uh, to re-record something can be really expensive. So this is an alternative to that. Um, not to mention, imagine being able to watch any movie in the world and seeing the actors uh, act and hearing their voices, but speaking the language that you speak in their voice versus having it sound like it's been dubbed. So there's a ton of really positive use cases. Now, that being said, there are a bunch of thorny questions that it would be wise for us to start asking now versus you know, later when the problems start. And questions like, you know, who owns your face? Uh, if you license your face out, um, what, you know, what is the full spectrum of that license? And, and if your face gets used in a way you don't like, is there a way for you to get it back? What happens if somebody creates a synthetic version of you with or without your permission and then uses it in a way that's potentially harmful? Um, you know, we already saw a CEO in the UK uh, have his voice synthed, and this has kind of made the news rounds by now, but an unsuspecting manager got a phone call from the person that they thought was the CEO of the company. And it was so convincing that the manager wired like the equivalent of around 240,000 US dollars um, to a bunch of hackers. So we, we have some serious, um, you know, identification issues ahead of us. And let's not forget it's an election year. Uh, synthetic media have already been deployed in India for its election cycle and things did not go well. We have a hotly contested election in the United States where people have very strong political viewpoints in a, you know, and we have very weak political parties right now. Um, so the introduction of synthetic media on top of a misinformation crisis uh, is going to be interesting this fall. And the implications are very serious. So what action do you recommend taking on this trend? Right. So just remember, synthetic media um, is, is not sort of a hypothetical way out in the distance. Um, it exists now. So every single CIO and CSIO needs to have this on their radar. And you need to really think um, very carefully about how your organization can use synthetic media and to do some risk modeling in advance. It doesn't mean don't use it. It just means have a point of view now. 
and also have some type of contingency plan. If somebody sends one of the CXOs in your organization, what are you going to do? Um, so sort of at a bare minimum, that's an easy action that can be taken. Um, but the other thing is to maybe start thinking about ways to authenticate um, these media. We don't yet have a standard watermark or some kind of standards system to tell what's real from what's synth. And I think that presents a business opportunity, um, you know, or even better, a collaborative opportunity for lots of big organizations to get together and determine now what that would look like. Um, again, to help uh, accelerate all of the positive use cases and also try to curb some of the potentially damaging use cases before they happen. So I think there's real opportunity to act now um, in a way that's beneficial for your organization, but you know, that, that's gonna diminish the, the longer that time wears on. You not only ask the right questions, you also offer free resources to people to help get answers to some of those questions. Do you mind sharing a few of those resources with us? Absolutely. So synthetic media is one of those sort of brand new, slightly made up sounding uh, technology trends. We have a whole bunch of information about this on our website. So if you go to futuretodayinstitute.com, um, we have a searchable trend database that, and everything is free. So you can type in synthetic media and pull up um, all of our research in that field, as well as all the companies that we're tracking that are in the space. Uh, we also just published a newsletter a couple of weeks ago that goes into great detail, as well as some possible future scenarios about synthetic media, which you can get to on the newsletters section of our website. And if you're just interested in strategic foresight, all of our research tools and frameworks are free. Um, so you can get those from our site, uh, or you can tweet at FTI to ask us questions. Sounds good. Thanks again, Amy. Thanks. And that was Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, CEO, and founder of the Future Today Institute. And certainly find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.